Welcome to Persons of Interest. I am your host, Derek Dockett. This edition of the podcast is a little different than the others that I've done. In this episode, I'm joined by four guests, and together we watch the 2018 NCAA Tournament first round game between Miami and Loyola University Chicago. Of course, the Loyola Ramblers would go on to advance in the Final Four in 2018, and the dramatic win over Miami was the start of a very special run. My guests in this podcast are Bill Barons, Ryan Haley, Austin Hansen, and Jeremiah McCallie. Now, these four gentlemen were part of Loyola's run behind the scenes, uh, serving as part of the athletic department staff and communications, social media, and video content roles. Together, we all watched the Ramblers take on Miami, and the guys during this uh, broadcast shared stories uh, and, and shared stories and thoughts and comments about the game, the run to the Final Four, the players, uh, and everything surrounding the Ramblers that year. Now, you can feel free to watch along with us in this podcast. The full game is available on YouTube. It's about an hour and 10 minutes long. Now, we don't do play-by-play of the game, and and you won't hear us calling every basket made, but you will hear some audio from time to time when it's relevant, um, and uh, we'll uh, give you time cues in the game of where we are uh, in the uh, broadcast. The full game is on, on YouTube, as I mentioned, on the March Madness account, and it's titled Loyola Chicago versus Miami in 2018 NCAA tournament. Now, also, I'll give you a heads up ahead of time that I had some technical difficulties during the podcast, so there'll be an interruption in the timing of the watch along. But again, I'll provide time cues so you can get caught up to where we are in that game broadcast. Uh, but you'll be alerted to that. So feel free to pause the podcast and catch up uh, on YouTube or do whatever you need to do to get things lined up with us as we watch along uh, during the game. So without further ado, Here's four persons of interest watching the Loyola Ramblers take on the Miami Hurricanes from the 2018 NCAA Tournament. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special edition of the Persons of Interest podcast because we are taking a step back in history to the 2018 NCAA tournament, and I've got four people with me that were at a game uh, in Dallas. Where are we at? Dallas? Yeah. Dallas, Texas, uh, March 2018, when the Loyola Ramblers took on the Miami Hurricanes, and to relive this game with me. I've got Bill Burns from Loyola University, Chicago. I've got Ryan Haley from Loyola University, Chicago. Austin Hansen, who I think is still Loyola University, Chicago. <laughs> and Jeremiah McCauley, who was Loyola University, Chicago. I'll let them guys do intros because we got like an hour to go through. We're going to watch this game uh, together. I've got the YouTube link in the show notes. So I'm going to do a quick countdown we'll just start playing and i'll let these guys once we get tip off going they'll sort of uh describe what they their roles were during this game and we'll tell some stories about uh loyola's run through the ncaa tournament to the final four in 2018 but we'll focus on this game in miami because it's one of all the games were dramatic but uh this one uh peaked interest that we all think and so we'll uh use this one so if you've got it pulled up on YouTube. It's uh, titled Loyola Chicago versus Miami 2018 NCAA Tournament. Full game. It's from the March Madness YouTube account. Uh, Countdown coming up and we'll go ahead and get started in three, two, one, play. (laughs) 
as they are in the tournament for the first time in 30 There you go. Years. Tournament's underway in this game. Loyola, the 11th seed. All the Miami, the 6th seed. So we don't need to get play-by-play, -play, obviously. Folks can watch. But I think what is fun to do, you guys all had a seat at this game somewhere courtside. So let's start with you, Bill. Um, you're the leader of this pack of misfits, I think, right? I mean, kind of, sort of. What, what's, uh, what were you doing at this game? What was your role during the tournament for Loyola? Well, I don't know if I want the title or role of uh, in charge of these misfits. Uh, I guess I'll take it by default. Um, but I was, uh, I'm in charge of athletic communications. Um, so I was sitting courtside right uh, just a, a shade off of, uh, off of half court. And I was keeping the official scorebook. Um, our coaches are uh, always asking for a bunch of information and things during the game, so I was I was dialed in, making sure uh, obviously that I took care of all of their needs with stuff. Um, they're always asking me who's in the game every time out and all that jazz. So I'm always keeping track of that stuff. Ryan, you are uh, have a similar role, but you uh, were along for the ride providing bills of support what were you doing during the tournament what were you doing specifically at this game and uh i don't give us some background well, this game i had the pleasure of being seated between the uh the bearded fellow jeremiah <laughs> and uh jack, jack Watkins from the valley oh yeah, yeah experience that i'm sure we'll touch on later um but no, during during this game, I was well. Jeremiah was tweeting. I was trying to write a story throughout the game, um, so we could get something up on our website as quick as possible. But uh, it was after this weekend that I was given the reins of the Sister Jean media train. Oh, um, very important role experience within itself. But uh, no, this was this was this was cool to look back and see. This is the start of everything. Uh, Austin, we'll let you go next since you're still employed by the school. <laughs> okay. For now. For now. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, so I'm the director of video, so I, uh, my job is to, to capture everything, um, whether it's in the game, before the game, alumni events, anything. Um, but yeah, the big, big thing here is obviously the game highlights. I am sitting on uh, whichever end Loyola is uh, scoring on. I'm on that end, um, but I uh, never sat in the box that I was supposed to sit in because the team video one at the NCAA tournament was right up against the hoop. So if you like try to turn left, all you get is a bunch of hoop and you don't get any highlights. Uh -huh. um, so I, I moved around a little bit to try to get open spots and sometimes they would move me. And um, But right, right now it looks like I am in the back row towards the, the uh, I guess, Miami bench. Um, and I got a big green armband on. All right. And Jeremiah, what's up? Oh, man, I'm nervous. I have not watched a single one of these games back yet. See, so. that's great. Have, <laughs> by the way, before you be. go, has anybody watched this game since then? I have, yeah. I've watched it probably okay. twice. Okay. I've watched, the, I've watched the highlights, but I've never sat through and physically watched the entire game. Okay. Austin, have you? You've probably cut highlights from not, it several times. Yeah, I was going to say, not like to sit down and enjoy it, but I've okay. watched all of them a hundred times forward and backwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeremiah, go, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I was a director of uh, creative content. Um, and throughout this game, life tweeted it. And uh, while our photographer, Ooh. Steve, he'll love this, Woldman. <laughs> 
<laughs> SW Photos, our guy, uh, he was sending me photos. I was touching them up and then around <laughs> halftime uploading those. Um, all of the graphics were already done pregame. So it was really just tweeting, touching up photos, and celebrating with Haley. Nice, nice. No cheering on press row, right? For the record, I think we had a a softball game going on during this, too, that one of us us was probably trying to tweet. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think I did odd odd innings, and you did even. Yeah, something crazy. (laughs) Wow. Well, the Ramblers have a 10-6 lead. We've got 15-31 on the clock with a stoppage in play. Uh, they're showing Dante Ingram uh, quick highlights here as they go to a break, it looks like. 15 uh, 10-6. So at this point, we know how this is going to turn out, but I don't think anybody saw – I guess go back to the game before this, dramatic. Um, you guys sort of had an awesome season going into it, made your way through the Valley Tournament. But uh, Flair in the first round, Flair in this one going forward. But uh, I don't know, was what, what are nerves like for you guys during this? Any Anybody. I mean, like, are you just not trying to forget the moment? You're just like one – I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what I'm asking here because to me – I'm, I'm sure for me, I wasn't even working at the Valley this time. I'm watching this as a pure fan. And I'm like, man, I really hope they get to the Sweet 16. Oh, wow. I really hope they get to the Lead Eight. Wow. They're in the Final Four. Holy crap. And it just happened. So, I mean, I can remember watching Porter coach at Illinois State. Always wanted to root for that guy. And so for them to get and have a run like this is, is was always just awesome to see. So I, I don't know what you guys' reaction to just the run in general. These for, first go ahead, Austin. Oh, I was gonna say, like, like for I was just gonna say for you and me, Jeremiah, it was really weird because this entire season was our first year at Loyola. So it, it <laughs> each uh-huh. like each time we did something over and over again, we didn't know any different. So all the Loyola fans are freaking out, like, we're winning an NCAA tournament <laughs> game. We won the valley, we're yelling, and we're like, Yeah, isn't, this, isn't it always like this year? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that fan yeah. is pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody give and me some think, background on the scarves, by the way. Oh, Bill. Oh, Haley, you take that away. Like, I mean, how I, they originate? What, what's the deal? That was, that was, if I'm not mistaken, that might have been, like, something that really kind of took off our first year in the MVC. Really? I remember the first year, like, the small oh, clump of alums, but, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, from what I remember, I think when we joined the league, one of our big things was about wanting to get a lot of students down to that first Arch Madness when Milt hit the game winner against Bradley and the, on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I seem to remember that being like a big thing was like the scarves kind of took they, they, they That's where they kind of started. And then you just started to see more and more and more of them. And obviously, like, here's where it just really like took off like a rocket ship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, I think that was kind of where they all got their start was like that first year in the Valley. We wanted something to kind of some people when we were in St. Louis, people could identify us. Andre Jackson was a beast. Yes. <laughs> oh, Andre, Andre, I felt like was when he came in this game, we got what six. He scored six straight quick off the bench and that started setting the tone for the rest of it. No. Little, yeah, little, little that I know a week later in an open locker room in Atlanta, I'd have to go get Andre out of the bathroom. <laughs> Hiding from the media. Hiding Sorry. from press, Sorry. yeah. You yeah, don't want to do the media. No interest, I think, in talking to anyone in that locker room. Really? But his, his, Ray was such a mismatch problem for, for Power 5 team because he was, he was so 
crafty around the basket and had an unbelievable ability to score. Um, but he was really, I mean, I think we listed him at six, five, but he was probably like six, three or six, four. Um, but I mean, he carved up Florida when we beat them. Uh, they were ranked fifth in the country at the time down at their place. Um, and he always seemed to play his best against power five teams. Like I said, I think it was just mostly because it was such a mismatch problem. So he was, I, in my, in my opinion, he was, he probably was the MVP of that team, to be honest with you. Um, he, he really meant so much and, and he was coming off the bench. So, yeah. And it was so cool that we got to play so many games in Texas. Cause <laughs> I, I remember when uh, the, the selection show happened and they pulled up that, that we were going to Dallas and he called his mom right away and said, I'm coming home. Like I get to play in front of the family and the, the home crowd. And he was pumped about that. Right now, we've got 13, 06, 05, 04 on the clock. The Rams just flip a shot. Miami with a rebound going back the other way. Um, so the, the story of Sister Jean really took off during this tournament, and people got to know how wonderful she is. Um, I was talking. <laughs> yeah, stating the obvious, right? <laughs> the, the, the most like under underestimated, undertold uh, uh, way I could put that, I guess. Um, who had the role of sort of managing media requests as it came to her? Bill, did you do that? Ryan, were, were you part of that? Because I remember I, I was talking to Haley uh, a few days ago, and we briefly touched on the one of my visuals that I just always remember was the press gathering that she she had her own media session and tons of folks uh in a room and she's just holding court and just like like she she could do it anytime any day of the week like what what was it like managing media constantly that that want to talk to her well it started with bill in in uh in dallas i didn't take that over until i think that was like the monday we got back that was when i remember you guys coming, you and Steve coming down and telling me that I wasn't taking that over. But like, that was you at the start. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I was trying to handle that. And then once we got through that first weekend um, with the amount of stuff we had for, for Porter and for the, for the players, and then you throw the sister Jean thing on top of it. Um, it was just, it was impossible to keep up with emails and phone calls and everything else. And I remember just going to Ryan and saying, basically, I don't know if I said it in these exact words, but I was like, whether you like it or not, you're on Sister Jean detail for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna, I, I trust you to do, you know, to, to pick what we think is best to do. But anything that comes to me, I'm basically, I'm just going to forward it right to you. And if you have any questions and you aren't sure about anything, just let me know. Um, but this is your deal. Go ahead and run with it. And he did a, he did an unbelievable job the rest of those last two weeks. So I don't know. Most people probably have no idea what it's like. Um, first of all, what your jobs are working in sports, for one. But in a time like this, where the media attention is so high. You guys have unique roles of what you do. And when it comes to the NCAA tournament, and the more and more you progress, the more and more the media wants things from coaches, from players. And you guys were in the role of managing that from a social media standpoint. Austin doing so much video capture and putting out on social media and things like that. That is not just you're doing your job on a regular basis. You were doing your job turned up the volume to a 20 at this point, and then on the way to the Final Four to a 50. The emails, the phone calls probably never stop, right? Midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. What, what's what's the regular day like, Bill? 
Um, I mean, I don't even know if you could even say there's a regular day. I don't know if there's a regular day, even when you're not going through a run like this. Yeah. Um, but I think, honestly, I, I think I was averaging probably about an hour and a half to two hours of sleep a night. <laughs> um, and that's too much sleep. It, it was, it was impossible. I mean, I remember talking to Matt Larson from Michigan state after we made the final four and I've known Matt for a long time. And he just, he reached out to me and he goes, Hey, you know, there's somebody who's been to probably about seven final fours with Michigan state. And he said, look, one, don't be afraid to say no to people. And two, you're, there's no way you're going to be able to respond to everybody. It's yeah. just, it's impossible. There's no way you can do it. Um, and that, you know, I really took that to heart. Um, obviously when you're a, a smaller program that struggles for attention and media coverage, you want to get back to everybody. Um, but there were things we had to kind of, we had to kind of change our game plan, um, for those couple of weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was our job on steroids basically for a three week period. And thank God, I mean, thank God for us that, you know, Jeremiah and Austin, that we had those guys who were unbelievable that we didn't have to worry about anything. Those guys, those guys absolutely killed it. Um, and were a huge help to everything else that we needed to still do aside from basketball during those three weeks. All right, so at this point of the podcast, we'll pick things up with the score tied at 2020, Miami 20, Loyola 20, with about 535 on the game clock. So if you're watching the game on YouTube, feel free to pause the podcast. It's just a podcast, um, and you can catch up to that point, or feel free to skip ahead to that point in the game uh, and continue on with us in the podcast. So um, however you want to do it, no big deal, but you'll hear the time cues come back up as we continue on here on Persons of Interest. Loyal and, and Miami's tied 2020, 535, 534 on the clock. Um, you guys were in mid conversation when I got booted and and came back, but I'll let you guys keep going. Uh, I'm sure you all have unique stories from your own personal experience about this whole run of interesting stuff and people and <laughs> fans and administrators. <laughs> Need I go any further? I don't know. Oh, God. Well, I, it, it's not this game, but like talking about like administrators and whatnot, I didn't get to go to the, uh, the pre, um, I guess it was pre game meeting of some sort, but I remember you guys telling the story how you walked in and there were like three people from Loyola and there were like 20 people from like Michigan. Like, I, staff. Yeah, I was going to say it was, I remember it was before the Kansas state game. Cause it was, you know, to prep you for the final four in case you won. And they had said like, bring your SID, bring, um, you know, somebody from your administrative team, your director of basketball operations and your ticket person. <laughs> There's four of us there. And we walk into the room and Kansas state has like, I'm probably exaggerating this, but they had like 25 people in there. Like the whole room is purple. And we're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it, it was, it was unbelievable. And then, to, you know, then you, you go back and you think about it and you're like, man, they had 25 people or whatever they had in that room to handle all this stuff. And now there's, you know, basically the four of us that are handling a final four. It's Hey, there's it was, Bill. There's Bill. I just, saw you. I just saw you in first row typing hey. away. <laughs> Must have been thanks to the phone book I was probably sitting on. Plug <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I was gonna say I remember the SID meeting in San Antonio. It's like Bill, you and I, and like 
Heck, I've, I'm Loyola grad, and I've only worked at Loyola, so like I've always known sports formation to be two or three people top. You walk in there, and it's like Michigan, Nova, and Kansas with their like small armies. Yeah. And you yep. just got Bill and I sitting at a table by ourselves. It's like, <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> that was Texas Tech was in this region, and when we walked yeah. in, uh, uh, I, I don't think it was the – no, it would have been the, the second game. I, I think they played before us. Um, but Texas Tech was there, and I sat down next to their video people. They had four people for video. They had yep. three full timers and one GA, and they were all doing something different. And I remember asking, like, "How do you? How? What are all of you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> that was after we beat. I think that was after we beat Tennessee because it was like I remember sitting there, and they had like a bunch of video guys in the media workroom. Like yeah. recording the game, clipping highlights, all this stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, my gosh!" Like, yeah, it was amazing, crazy. That's got to make you guys proud that you're doing as good of, if not a better job than all those large schools. With, I mean, you guys have. There's been so many news articles written about. Heck, I think all of you, except for Haley, I think there was a something about. <laughs> I mean, there was a story about Bill. There was a story about Austin. I mean, there there was a story Ooh. about everybody that what you guys did behind the scenes to to promote what the team was was doing. They were really hurting for for news stories if they were writing about <laughs> us. I'll say that <laughs> we could have given them Bill a lot. Got, we could have given them a lot better things to write about. Bill got mad at me because I was on a radio show and I didn't tell him about it. <laughs> In Iowa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? You, 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 you were going to mention the, that part. The only people who heard it were at a Casey's General store. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> a whole lot more. That was, that's the only place it was actually aired on, so, Bill, you were good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I've, I've, I was I was thinking I'd keep track of like runs or something, but you guys are taking taking the ball and running with it here. I've got twenty four twenty with the score, three oh five left in the half. Heading to the line, I think. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy on the aspect of these first two rounds. Were whenever it came down to it, we're nervous, but after that. I think it was just kind of me and Haley talked about it a little bit was you just expected to win like yeah. the Nevada game. You knew Marcus was going to hit that shot. There was not a doubt. You didn't get nervous. You're is okay. He's going to hit it. I remember I was going to say, I remember before Kansas state and like Jeremiah, I don't remember if I told, I can't remember if I told you this or if it was like somebody else that I was just like randomly talking to before the game. I was like, it was, it was like, we're going to win this game by 20. Like we are, We've had so much get right. I was like, we're we're about as razor sharp as could be right now. Like, and Ben gonna, came out on fire, yeah, and we just looked at each other. We're going to San Antonio. So that's funny. The game I remember yeah. feeling most confident about while watching was the Kansas State game. Yep. Yeah. For some reason, I was yeah. just like, they're going to win this game. Like going even just, before it started, I'm like, they're going to win this game. Yeah. They have no I just idea. I kept they're thinking, for. I'm like, they're going to be Kansas State's going to be so gassed. I mean, they had to knock off Kentucky a day before. Oh. Like, there, there's no way. Well, that was the amazing thing about it is like after we had beaten Nevada, you're like your head kind of goes to that like, 
oh my god, we're gonna play Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Like this is we're gonna play them in like Atlanta in a huge and that arena is gonna be painted blue and like it's gonna be a great atmosphere. And then like I can't remember if we were like back at the hotel like doing stuff and I flipped the game and I was like, oh my god, Kansas State's up by like 15 right now. Yes, because our game our game was before mm-hmm. their game, and so I remember getting done with the video, packing up to leave and watching like the last two minutes in house, and then walking out of the arena with. 20,000 sad Kentucky fans. Like, <laughs> Nothing better than that. Who invaded our hotel the next day selling <laughs> their tickets to the to the, the regional final. Yeah. It's amazing. Look at the defense. I agree, Derek. It was like that going into that Kansas State game, that was the one game going in. I agree that, you know, you, you felt so confident and you could see with each game that our guys won, they got more confident. Um, and that was just the one where I'm like, you know we're we're going we're going to win this thing and we're going to go to the final four. Uh, I don't know that I thought we'd win by 16 points, but uh, <laughs> that was just that one coming into that you you felt really good about it. The other three, you're like, all right, these could go either way. Um, but that was one that you, you definitely felt felt good going into. And I think the Tennessee game uh, when Tennessee announced Kyle Alexander was out, the yep. six foot eleven guy. When they announced he was out, I think I looked at you, Haley, and was like, oh, we can, we're going to win this game. Yeah, yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't have had anybody better sit next to me to tell me about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, and as I say, those tennis, the Tennessee and Nevada games were kind of mirror images of each other at the start because both, you know, both times it was like Tennessee and Nevada both came out like a house of fire and jumped all over us. And you were like, oh, this could get away in a hurry. And then it was just kind of slowly but surely we'd chip away and have it tied at like the under four again. Yeah. Yeah. Admiral Schofield had three quick threes within the first three minutes, it seemed like. Yeah. Gosh, I Admiral Schofield. When that game started, he got out there next to our guys. I'm like, this is this is a guy. Like, this is a guy. He, <laughs> <laughs> you look like you had already been playing in the NBA for five years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little scary. So we're about fifty seconds, fifty-one seconds from halftime. Uh, I do have some questions about the team. Um, we'll, we'll wait till we get through this half here. Um, as I've got Miami getting ready to go to the free throw line, the shoot, it looks like as they're showing, uh, there we go. Yeah, they are shooting, shooting free throws here with the Ramblers up 26, 24. Um, the bench looks pretty calm. They get pumped up at times, but, uh, Porter's a unique guy on the, on the sidelines, Bill. (laughs) I say that because I know you've got the most upfront seat. And the best part about watching Loyola games now that I don't work the Valley is when I see Porter go up and down the line and I see you doing this, like trying to see the court. And I'm like, <laughs> Porter's just in his way all the time. <laughs> yeah, he, he, uh, he's definitely the most high energy guy um, that I've ever been around. Um, but I mean, he's, an, he's people see how, how, uh, how animated he is on the sidelines and think he must be, he must be crazy. And I remember kind of thinking that myself when he was at Illinois state and I was at Loyola and I'm like, wow, this guy, man, he's intense. Um, but honestly, like there's not a better guy in the world. I don't know if I'd really want to work for another coach. Um, I love the guy. Um, he's hilarious, uh, treats you really well. Um, and he's, you know, he, he's great with the kids. He's got a great rapport with those guys too. Yeah. 
looks like Miami might be holding for the last possession. I'll crank up the volume from where I am. We've got 12 seconds. Shots again. Block shot clock at five. Eight seconds left. This is Newton. Here comes the Philly. No. It's good. Look at he puts it down. And that takes us to halftime here in Dallas. The Ramblers are switching those down. So they went straight to the second half. It's 28-28 at the half. Um, the weird thing, after looking at the scores of the tournament, Tennessee, uh, well, this game, will we'll obviously it'll be dramatic at the end, but a, a two-point win, a one-point win against Tennessee, a one-point win against Nevada, and then, of course, Kansas State, a little bit wider margin there, 78-62. Um, couldn't get any more dramatic. Like, could it be any more nerve-wracking for people sitting courtside for a team and <laughs> they didn't make it easy for you to do your jobs <laughs> without sweating your palms off? <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to turn. <laughs> it's so hard to turn off being a fan, even when you're working in those situations. Yeah, but this is a pretty right. special moment too. Like, you're rooting so hard for them oh, to yeah. do something here. Yeah, you, you can't necessarily show it uh, when you're there, but yeah, you're inside. You're just you're just pulling for it, and and you want it for for these guys so bad, and um, and and it's weird in the sense of like a lot like win or lose that affects our life for the next week month year yeah. like every single time we did it it's like well this is gonna affect what we're doing yeah. um, right so that, that was always weird to think about like <laughs> we were in in the city of chicago in in march for what five days maybe like total like, each monday maybe yeah monday, yeah. yeah tuesday morning that was about yeah. it yeah yeah because we would we would come back after these games, what late Sunday nights, be there Monday, and then you'd be ready to get on the flight again on Tuesday night. So yeah. I, and I'm, go ahead, Bill. Sorry. No, um, and I was just gonna say I don't know I don't know what it was like for you guys, but like I was so dialed into what I had to do from a work perspective that I don't even think I really f even really fully understood what was going on or even appreciated it during those three weeks. It wasn't until probably even a couple weeks after the final four, even because it was so crazy those first few weeks that we were back that you yeah. finally sat back and you're, you're you're like, holy crap, we just made a run to the final four, you know, with Loyola. Um, but during the time, I don't feel like I ever even really had a chance to enjoy much of what was going on just because we were so stinking busy. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there were moments where. During the day, again, you're, you're so locked into what you're doing and like 90,000 things you have to do on your checklist. But then there were like small moments where someone random would come up to you on the street and be like, go Loyola. Or like you'd, you'd be in like like a you'd be passing a restaurant or a bar and we'd be on Sports Center on every TV. And like like those weird moments kept happening where it's like this is like a thing like like people people are are getting on board and but not so much i think you're right 100 percent. i don't know if we necessarily realized what the how much of the darling of the tournament we really mm -hmm. were um because every everyone was was kind of pulling for us and um definitely final four was weird though like like those i i always think of those media days leading up to it where you're just in a back room with jim nance and charles barkley <laughs> what are you doing yeah. in a back room with jim nance and charles barkley austin that sounds odd but it was weird we did the we did those like pre we did those like pre like interviews and they were in like closets like yeah. they weren't in like these big like studio rooms or anything rooms. 
rooms. They were in these like super yeah. side, yeah. like so nobody would find you. But I mean, kind of touching on Bill and Austin's point a little bit on, um, you know, I, I was walking to the office in Manhattan before all the quarantine happened and I had on a Loyola shirt and I was walking past Grand Central on 47th and some guy pops out and kind of like runs over and starts yelling, go Loyola. And he has on a Rambler's hat, you know, it, would that have happened before this run almost, you know? I was going to say, I have a sim- my similar story is two days after or three days after we got knocked out against my Michigan in the final four, I went to a practice round at the masters and I wore a Loyola polo and I not even thinking about it. I was like, it's a polo. I'll just wear that. I got stopped so many times by people that asked like, Oh my God, what do you do? Like, how did, how are you connected to them? Like I talked with one guy at a table and it was like, Oh, you know, sister Jean, that's amazing. Like it was so cool to just see like how, like we the, the reach we had yeah do you think the, and, the, the guys on the team how they react to all this what, what was their like let, let's start with crut i mean this year especially for him like <laughs> what what how is he taking all this in is he is uh, i mean he was getting the interviews just like you know all the other guys also, even I love guy in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, Crud is, Crud might be the funniest student athlete I've ever worked with. Um, I mean, the kid, the kid cracks me up on a daily basis. Um, I, you know, our trainer, Corey and I have joked about it that when, when him and Lucas graduate next year, we might be done too. Um, well, all the guys on this team were great, but, but those two guys were special. Um, and they were as freshmen yeah. and Crut just on the floor, <laughs> Crut was unbelievable as a, as a leader, as a freshman, he's, he was definitely the most vocal, vocal freshman I've ever been around. Um, and he's, I mean, his career has only taken off since that first year, but, um, I mean, he had some really big games against big time teams too. He had, he was great against Florida. He was great in that Michigan game. Um, you know, I mean, he was, he was, he was the real deal. Um, and we really started to kind of, kind of take off a little bit too, once he got into the starting lineup that year. Yeah. I've got 15, 30 on the clock, 39, 32 Miami advantage right now. The lawyer, the lawyers, the Ramblers. So I was mixing Loyola and Ramblers, I guess, uh, had the ball, but now Miami coming back the other way. Um, there was much made about the, uh, Oh, well, we got the Rams coming back after a steal and another basket. So they come again um, about the relationship with uh, two of the teammates, uh, Clayton Custer, Ben Richardson. <laughs> Can you guys shed some light about how they were as teammates, what you saw from afar? Because uh, those guys were high school teammates, right? Was Is that the, the backstory? Yeah. yeah, no, they were. I mean, those guys were. I mean, you talk about being inseparable. Those two guys were inseparable. Um, but I think the bond that they had off the court really showed on the court, too. Um, there were, I can't tell you how many times, too, that you know, Clay would drive and he'd be under the basket. And you're like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And he would just kick a pass out. And he just instinctively knew where Ben was going to be and vice versa. Um, and those guys just had such an unbelievable synergy on the floor. Um that, you know, I, I even feel like you could kind of see it a little bit, um, you know, last year after Ben graduated and Clay had that last year, you could see that, you know, something was just a little bit off. Um, and it was, those guys were just so in sync. 
and they they brought a, a winning mentality from having been so successful as high school players, winning a couple of state titles. Um, but they brought that winning mentality to our program. Bill, how many people do you think did stories about Ben and Clay being high school teammates from the uh, <laughs> I think the better question would be who didn't do a story. I think everybody uh, did a story on, on Ben and Clay. And they loved it, though. They were never like, oh, no, not another. Like, they, they were no, they telling this story they, they, over and over. <laughs> well, you see that synergy in this game towards the end, isn't it, Bill? Whenever, uh, or is that the Tennessee game when Clay drives on the, what was it, the hammer play and he kicks it out and it looks like no one's there and Ben comes out yeah. of nowhere and knocks the, and knocks the triple down? Yeah, yeah, no, those guys were, and they were, they were so in sync um, that it was special. And you know, I mean, it, it's like a corny thing to say, and I know Porter says it all the time, but like part of the, part of it, I think the what made that whole run so special. Obviously, you're winning games, so that helps. But these guys, they're they're unbelievable guys, um, just to be around, and they represented the university and the department and the program so well. Um, and same thing with these these other guys here on the screen too. You know, I mean, if I wouldn't have wanted to share in that journey with anybody else, um, and that that's what that's the kind of stuff that makes it so memorable and so special. And they were, yeah, like they they're, they're great guys, and we know that from the year. But even I just remember during how appreciative they were of our staff, the community, the alumni. Like, like they would they would hang out with people in the lobby, and they take the time to talk to them. And um, they didn't they didn't Porter doesn't give them a lot of free time. They they're they're pretty locked in when they they're doing stuff. But when they had the free time, they would take the pictures with the uh, with the fans and sign the autographs and, and all sorts of stuff like that. So. They're, they're yeah, you, literally all great guys. You wanted to do more for them. Yes. Like yes. It, it was one of those things that if they asked for something, you would do you would do that plus more for them because of just how appreciative and good of people they were. They were the perfect. They were the perfect example of like. I mean, obviously in this job, we all get asked to do a lot of different things, and you know, sometimes people are right. Sometimes they're not. I don't think there was a person on that staff or that team that ever failed to say something to you. And it was amazing how like far those two, it's amazing how far those two words can go. For sure. For sure. The, uh, I love the, uh, it just popped into, to my head, but they, they did these huge media shoots um, before the final four where <laughs> they did uh, like bumpers and like the big like intro videos. And so they had this like Hollywood soundstage built. And for one of them, they had to kind of stand on this platform and it was Ben and Clay and they had to basically like do all that sort of thing. So we're filming in there and they're kind of on a break and there's like 200 college kids around them just like all wearing Loyola stuff all going crazy and i can't remember if it was ben or clay but one of them goes wow yeah it's so cool that they let you guys leave school early to come down here and be part of the video shoots i'm not playing a game for a few days and yeah it was goes, clay yeah the kid goes oh we're actually actors like we're being paid right now like we don't go to loyola we're gonna be in, the Cl- in 10 minutes yeah, literally you yeah. watch, our thing got done you watch all these kids go into this room in loyola stuff and then they came back out we're in kansas <laughs> 
the the one thing uh i think on like semi that note though was uh they kept getting questions about i bet the best thing about this final four run was you got to fly on a private jet like i I, and it was a michigan beat writer who did it and i finally just quote tweeted it uh from the loyal account we we fly pjs everywhere (laughs) and i think it was clayton and ben and mark came up to me the next day was like thank you thank you so much Eleven fifty-seven on the clock here. Forty-five, forty Miami advantage with the Ramblers bringing the ball back up the court. According to the stat that just pulled up, the Ramblers have scored thirty points in the paint. I felt like at this point in the game, too. Like I don't know, I don't know, like nobody any of you guys, but like I was almost sitting there going, "Oh man, we're like two Miami threes away from this thing, kind of running away from us." And. They, yeah, and like Lucas knocks down a three. There you there. go. Yep. Like, oh, two point game again. Like it's just we never, never go away. away. Never went away. But the weird thing was too is like you said, all these games in the tournament were so so close, and we had won a lot of games obviously during the regular season that year. I don't remember any of them being that close. Um, Maybe like like a couple of the ones that we lost. But. Look back, look back to like the NBC tournament that year. We're like, we had to grind our way past you and I, and then the Bradley game was a war, and then like we got kind of got spoiled against Illinois State because you know that, with what happened there, like we just had a great put in a great show, but then it was outside of the Illinois State and Kansas State game. Every game was a nail biter. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I guess, too, I think there towards the middle of the season, I think after we lost to Indiana State, and Bill, you might be able to, to speak correctly about this, but we went on a run of, I feel like, 15-plus point victories for about six or seven games, and it got to the point that if we weren't winning by 20, what are we doing? We're struggling. Yeah. Yeah, no, they got out got on a run and I remember the I remember the game at Illinois State was relatively close it was like a 7 point game yep. and then that last regular season game after we had already wrapped up the regular season title the Illinois State game at Gentile was was pretty close too yep. um but other than that you know the the game at Bradley that we lost was a 2 point game but other than that there wasn't anything that I think was a single digit game Man, your memories um, your memories phenomenal you guys so after you lost it to Indiana State uh you you beat you and I, uh, you beat Illinois State by seven, just as you said, sixty eight sixty one. You guys finished the uh, regular season beating Illinois State sixty eight sixty one. Go figure. Yeah. But yeah, you guys won yeah. game seventy five fifty six, seventy six sixty six, eighty seventy one. Mm-hmm. You had a close one at Indiana State seventy five seventy one, but yeah. seventy two fifty seven. You destroyed Missouri State ninety seven seventy five. I mean, yeah, you guys were. We wanted a hundred on that because it was the hunt. Well, that was whenever we celebrated the hundred years of Loyola basketball. Oh, okay. That would have been great if it would have been a hundred points on the hundred year celebration. Yeah, for remember too, that was a game that both teams at one point were both shooting like sixty percent at or something like that. It was just an absolute crap meet for a while. I think one of the sponsors really regretted giving us the, what was it, the seven three-pointers. I think we hit that every game but two. Baby Alberto's, Jason, for three. Nice. Free pizza every night, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. Nine nine minutes left. Yeah, Miami just drained another outsider. Nice hair on that guy. 
<laughs> this is probably when I thought, oh man, they're going to come up short. But, I mean, you just never know. That's why you play the game. Five, five points could seem like everything or could seem like nothing to some teams. But, I mean, I guess the, the theme of this year's team was culture, and the, the culture was they didn't die, they didn't quit, as you see right there, knocking down another three. Dante. And the Rambler fans go crazy. <laughs> as does Nick Denardi. Nick Denardi's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Porter's doing the squat clap. Yep. <laughs> we got some good pictures of that. <laughs> Every time we go down the floor, I'm just kind of like letting my eyes slip over to Doug and Jack too. So, so tell me about that. You're the 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 Valley reps are there in addition to you guys. What's what's your reaction? I I know those guys obviously, and I've heard some stories about their behavior at previous NCAA tournaments that they've told me, mind you, is nothing that um, they're ashamed of. As the Ramblers knock down another shot to keep it keep it going here, a two point lead for Miami. Um, one of the ones I remember um, them telling you about, I can't remember if it was you and I, it may have been the year that four teams got in, um, but th- those guys are Valley lifers, as you all know, and many people know. I'm talking about Doug uh, Doug Elgin, the commissioner, Jack Watkins, associate commissioner, Mike Kern, another associate commissioner. And when a team does the Valley proud like this, man, they it's time to stick your chest out because the Valley never does get that credit. And when they do show up like this and, and do it, it's, it's a point of pride. And it's usually a point of pride with all the teams in the league, but of course for the, for the conference office. But um, yeah, they don't, they, uh, they're, they're happy to do interviews and, and, and things like that, but there are lots of fist pumpings under the table. And those are, they've told me several stories at NCA sites where they're like fist pumping and they don't want to be seen. And Jack will be sitting next to Doug and go, Doug, knock it off. You can't be seen doing that. And he goes, I don't care, Jack. I'm, I'm proud because they, they almost didn't get into this damn tournament. You know, there's stuff like that. I can play off that actually because this was the game where <laughs> Doug and Jack were obviously right next to us. And I was, I was next nope. to Jack and then Doug was on the other side. And there might have been like a team, somebody related, somebody that had something to do with the television television production was next to us and jack for the game hopefully he won't kill me for saying this but he mentioned he's like i gotta get dug away from the tv people like he'll get too excited he'll cheer he'll do something and then the entire game jack is sitting like this and i just hear him go shoot the ball dante yes <laughs> that, that was a travel and it, like i'm sitting there going and you were worried about doug <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jack and I are Jack's just sitting there like talking into his hand the entire time and Jack's amazing, but it's just that was so great. That's the way he controls himself. Yep. He's gotta he's gotta have an outlet and his outlet is his hand. <laughs> <laughs> with 6.30 to go. Miami with a two-point lead and the Ramblers about to inbound the ball. I'm going to bring up the uh, play-by-play here as we get close to the end. It's been a fast hour, gentlemen, even with me getting booted off my terrible internet connection. (laughs) Sorry about that in the editing, but... It's all good. You guys have, have told some, given me some great insight, so I appreciate you doing that. We've gotten the, uh, gotten the gang back together for a while. Yeah. yeah. When's the last time you guys have talked to Jeremiah? Almost every day. Uh, we have a group chat. Nice. 
Yeah, we at least text almost every day. But I haven't seen I haven't seen his ugly mug in a while. So. Uh, <laughs> Billy, I, I'm the prettiest man on this call. <laughs> you can when the camera goes back and forth, you can spot Jeremiah. Oh yeah, his beard is like yeah. yeah. And it's like bright red. I never, I never had to be worried about people asking where I was on TV because anytime I got a text about it, I just go, "All right, look here, and if you could spot the guy with the red beard, there it is. He's broken it right now. Oh man, stuck out like a sore thumb. (laughs) Yeah, it was always easy to see. So we've got a Miami offensive foul. Six minutes left. Jim Laranega is about to take off his suit jacket, but not so fast. He's just holding it. <laughs> basketball managers were getting fired up there. Yeah, those look like some loyal students that came down, but those are the managers. <laughs> <laughs> They're not actors either, right? No, no, not actors. <laughs> oh man, we did. We had we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good core support system through. Like, like I remember, I remember thinking each round, there's so many more Rambler fans here than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it just, it just picked up so much steam. That I was going to say, yeah. yeah, you guys, I mean, after winning, going on the run in regular season, winning the tournament, I mean, the bandwagon started to fill up. And then, obviously, of course, it just probably, you, you filled it up to the brim in the tournament run, but... Yeah, I mean, I can't remember. I think we were sitting at a. I think we were sitting at the hotel bar in Dallas the Friday, you know, the night before we played Tennessee, and I remember seeing a bunch of our women's volleyball players just roll in, and it was like they'd driven straight down, and it was like then you got to then you got to Atlanta, and it was like after the Nevada game, we had three times as many fans there all of a sudden on on Saturday because it was the same thing. Everybody had just jumped on jumped in a car and driven down. Yeah, that was the cool thing about it. Atlanta was great because we had a hat. I don't know what the numbers were, but it felt like every student athlete that's been at Loyola since I've been there, which is almost 20 years, <laughs> were down in Atlanta. And we had a pregame event, and I popped down there just to say, some, say hi to people for a couple minutes before we left to go to the arena. And it was awesome. Like that was To me, that was like the coolest part of the whole thing was to just see how much pride people got back in Loyola because of that run and how it reconnected everyone and everybody had such a great time that that was, it was a giant college reunion for, you know, for some people, three weeks, for some people, you know, two, but that was really cool. It was everybody, yeah. want, everybody wanted to take pictures with Sister Jean first, and then it was everybody wanting to take pictures with Hitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, how can we forget? The great Tom oh, Hitcho, probably a, a Loyola, Captain the leader, a Loyola institution, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, on Bill's point of everyone coming back, I think it was what Bill Matt Young flew in from Shanghai for the Atlanta weekend. Yeah, I mean, there was there were people you from know. all every different. I mean, every sport came. You know, you had people coming back, and it was it was amazing. It was really cool. Our golf. Was, I, was, I remember our golf. Our current golf coach Eric Hoops and his was his girlfriend. Now his wife. Now his wife. They just hopped in a car and drove down right after the Nevada game, and it was like that was that kind of thing. It was like everybody came together. We got yeah. yeah right when we got to the Sweet 16, it was every loyal fans like we're not gonna miss this. Like we're we're just <laughs> not gonna miss this. And then 
we keep winning and there's more games, everybody's like, well, like we can't miss this twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> so, also just to show you how strong this group's bond was, uh, Austin, I'm gonna get you in trouble here. But oh, Austin, no. Austin face Austin FaceTimed me and let me because uh, during the Valley tournament this year and propped me up next to the hoop so that I could watch sitting on uh, underneath the basket. Your mind didn't get the channel that the. the what do you not have cable TV? Oh, okay. I think I was like Jerry. I think I was sending you like an ESPN Plus login during the game. <laughs> Here's what the one I use. Just take it. Yeah, he sent it to me, and as he was sending it to me. Austin FaceTimed me and propped me up underneath the basket. Oh, wow. And I think he put me on mute. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, just, I just put the... Yeah, I put him on mute and I just turned the phone around and, and let it rest on my foot, which, you know, you're probably not supposed to do, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, what are they going to do? Get me, you know? You can't stop everybody, I guess. Can't stop everybody. 328, 57... 58, 55, Miami, as they're shooting free throws. One more coming up for Miami as we head into the stretch here. I know from the power of the future and and great game notes that Miami's going to miss this free throw. Here come the Ramblers back the other way. And there it is. Nerves? What what are we guys thinking here with three minutes left? Are we getting worried? Are we like, this thing got to come to the net? Oh, yeah, I was sick at this point. Because shots yeah. shots aren't exactly always falling at this point in the game. And then they'll get a possession back and, and Krupp will get some free throws. But it wasn't easy, obviously. No. The, the biggest thing, personally, I remember about this moment was I didn't grab my extra battery. Oh, and I'm like, Austin. if they go to overtime, I got to run to the Kia place way wow. in the back, which is like the Mavericks practice facility, like attached to the building. And I got to run back out so I can get for overtime. I remember Typical Austin. Overtime. I don't know. <laughs> Typical. Was Forgot mistake. his battery. It was our first game. It was our first game. Yeah. Act like you've been at the dance before, Austin. Act like you've been there. Act like you've been at any basketball game ever before. <laughs> See, this is why for at least a year and a half, I tried to get Tom to just can you. <laughs> From the moment I met you, Austin, I just and walked to Tom's still office. Loyola. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm playing the long con just when you least expect uh, it. Right. Steve's gonna come in there and give you a pink slip and send you right back to Iowa where you came from with a little Casey Pizza's whatever. <laughs> Uh, as Cameron Crutwick goes to the free throw line. Forever connected. <laughs> Forever connected. Forever connected. Oh, man. First one knocked down by Cameron Crutwick with two and a half minutes left to play, and Austin's job is on the line. <laughs> I think at this point, though, I was it, me and Haley were nervous talking to each other through the last three minutes of this, just not really knowing what we're saying, but just coming up with different scenarios on how we're going to win. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it just Jack chimed more. in with a couple, I think. It just got tense. It just got more and more tense with every, like, obviously, with, like, every passing second. <laughs> oh, man. I know that there's a big bucket coming up soon, so I'm going to pull up the audio when that uh, happens. Huge frame. Crutwick did a nice job of taking the 
absorbing the bump, stood his ground, and then got a hand in the steal on that play. Again, time and score situation. Work for the best possible shot. Doesn't have to be a three, but get. Now, too, like we had the fans start to get on our side at this point, too. After all. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah you can... coming in for the next game. Yeah. And like, what typically happens at an Tennessee NCAA fans. tournament. Yeah. You got the fans yeah. from the other games. Low seed. Why not? Yeah. And that, that's an NCAA tradition. That's the last time Tennessee fans would ever cheer for us. <laughs> the last time they ever cheer for a Loyola Chicago team. <laughs> Everyone likes the little dog. Florida. Everyone likes the little dog. When we beat Florida in December, they loved us when we beat Miami. And once we beat them, we were there. Not so much. Dante Ingram is I think I hit Haley whenever Don whenever Dante missed that. Yeah. Oh. The range of emotions, just. Oh. <laughs> and then you got, you know, you got the great Dave Vitale sitting behind the bench. It's a little bit aggressive. <laughs> cool, cool, cool as could be. Yep. You mean cool. our show, our social media guy? Our social media guy, yeah. <laughs> the second best beard in the department. <laughs> yep. Oh. When you see your reflection, yep, uh, still the greatest photo you've ever taken. Exactly. Oh, yep. I, I see Jack really clenching the hands. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jack was, Jack was yeah, and, uh, yeah. God, there's Doug. Oh yeah, you two, you that quick shot. You two look like you're dying right now, Ryan, <laughs> Jeremiah. Oh, we, we were. I was probably about my eighth diet Pepsi or whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> Haley, Haley had moved to the diesels at that point. He wasn't on diet anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was just going. It was like. Diet. This man said, give me all your calories and fried yeah, chicken. Exactly. Here, come, here comes a critical Loyola possession here. I'll turn up the volume four. And that would have put him in obviously some jeopardy. Boom. Here's Williamson holding. We've come up on the final 60 seconds. Custer from D. Flash for Clayton Custer, and we're tied at 60. That was a huge play. You called. Yep. Oh. Goosebumps. <laughs> that probably was where I was like, "Wow, this is this is gonna come right now." Yep. Wire. All right, they've cut. Let's getting the fans into it. We've got under 50 seconds. Go going now. And Miami Ugh. knocks down a tough fadeaway. I'm getting nervous again. This is... I know. <laughs> <laughs> I need some emotional support. Yeah. Ramblers back with the ball. Oh. I've got closed yeah. captioning. I'm going to turn off my closed captioning so I can see the score. And a foul called. Marcus Towns going to go to the line. Man, you guys had just some great athletes on that team. Just... It really was a perfect storm of role players, posts, guards. I mean, people always talk about in a league like the Valley, having strong leadership at the guard position matters a lot. But Crut was a difference maker. You had athletes on the wings. I mean, um, it's, it's basketball sayings. But uh, And he misses the first free throw. I heard somebody clinch there already. Well, Marcus, what, could have played football at Penn State but chose basketball over it? Yeah, he's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. He's strong strong as an ox. I mean, he was – I definitely wouldn't uh, – I wouldn't want to be in the lane as he was driving through. <laughs> That's for sure. He'd definitely get the matador treatment from me and be like, go right ahead. 
hoop is yours. We've got the current <laughs> Southern Illinois coach coaching on the sidelines, standing, calling orders as he knocks down the second free throw. This is funny looking back at all this now. Yeah. Barking out the commands. He's, he's pretty much coaching right there. Look at him. All right. Miami's inbounding the ball with 26 seconds to go. And how about that? And that was a turnover. Oh, this. Yeah, this is, this is it right here. I'll give him. I'll, I'll kick up the volume again. Trying to foul. I thought when you. No, that was right in front of you. Yeah. Yep. He came out and tried to get the basketball. He slipped. Wow, he slipped and deflects the ball right off of him. No matter what, you gotta give it to him. He was trying to foul. Right, I give it to him. I don't know if he's trying to. Porter saw it immediately. You got. You got. Porter will probably be a heck of a referee. He did. He went for all his energy. Animated. All his energy. I can see them charge calls. Those block calls. <laughs> the charge call, he would skip halfway down the court. <laughs> so, of course, you got to go through a review. I'm totally right, but you got to go. I always wonder why. I mean, I get you got to get the call right, but at some point, when you know a call, it's clear why it takes so long and again i'm not going to be critical of officials i don't, I don't really care that much but i just wonder like even in nfl like if you know what the call is it's like move on right but oh well yeah so with the the db sport replay system sometimes it's literally just technical like yeah they could be having who knows what kind of issues yeah 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 I don't know, Austin. I think that's just when you run it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, sorry. That's <laughs> the first setup is probably the real. Yeah. yeah. Probably because the battery ran out. Yeah. Battery ran out. Yeah. If he would have brought an extra battery, it wouldn't have taken <laughs> that long. Bit of planning ahead. That's all it would have taken. Preparation. That's what Porter preaches. Yep. And you just didn't <laughs> even do it. Have, Kelly Briscoe, who used to work at the Valley, always had a saying, prior planning prevents possible problems. Hey, all I'm going to say is it all worked out. I got every shot on tape. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> I was very lucky. All right, Rambler's going to inbound the ball with 23 and a half seconds to go. I'm even kind of nervous here as they take the ball to the basket. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody's on their feet. Oh, can't get the layup. Oh, no. Miami comes away with it. We got a foul called. And the Hurricanes are feeling pretty good with 9.3 to go now. A lot of contact on the replay. Yeah, that was one. I definitely thought Cruck got fouled I was say, in you my could... head. We don't win, if we end up losing this game. That call right boy, there. Non call. <laughs> we might have to do some uh, reminders about officiating comments on uh, before we go into the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we didn't have to do that. <laughs> Let's not get fined. Yeah. <laughs> and a ball. Oh, oh. That was probably about 30 times. So here we go. Volume back up. Here we go. One timeout. They don't take it. Changing. And at this point, you and I are on a on a floor in the out, out of our chairs. I've got Jack and Doug on top of us. 
The fans are going crazy. Great celebration. And right off the missed free throw, a timeout remaining. They go right down the other way, and we're going to obviously get replays. But Dante Ingram's the hero. Here we go with the replay. Take a look. Either way, time left or not. Give Ingram a lot of credit. I mean, what a dagger. Four seconds left. That's still a huge shot. When he released it, I knew it was. I, it sounds crazy. It's one of those things you could just see it even from the side. It's going in. He had time to dribble further in. We got the. Oh, Jim Laranaga. I've never seen that. Classic. From Jim Laranaga tells the story. I, uh, Will it be a obviously everybody's throwing the corner and whatnot, and I took two steps up to run out there with them, and I got we screamed at. They're going to put time back on. They can't catch and shoot here. You're right. So point. Right, and I did the, I did the same thing, but I was able to slip past them because I was like, all right, they're going to want Dante for TV. I got to go grab him, you know, right away. <laughs> And I'm like sprinting out there like a madman, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, I guess we're still playing. I better get my my uh, my butt ball on the sideline. Yeah. Well, I got really good at they. What they don't tell you is on the sideline, your color of your wristband uh, is your time to go on the court after. And so if you have a green wristband, you have to wait five seconds. If it's a yellow wristband, you have to wait 15. Pink oh. is like 30. So like basically each priority of media can go get the shot versus other priority. I had no idea that was a thing until this game. Um, and I ended up talking to the guy that yelled at me after. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> like, well, I don't want to do that again. And luckily I did because there were there were two more big moments like that. Where right at the end, it's like, do you run out and get the shot? Or are you going to get yourself? Uh, in trouble there but yeah learned that in that moment Rant, they put up a graphic that says the Ramblers were 17-1 and one the last 18 games since January and about to go 18-1 and one. as Miami's trying to figure out what do you do with point three because I guess NCAA rule says with you know point three you can't even catch and shoot uh, I was still nervous, even though the rules said what they said. I was, I was like, I was sitting there like, oh my god, what if we like, what if we foul here? Or something. I guess like yeah, that. that's the situation. Yeah. yeah. What if look, like, just put everybody under the basket, make them, make them pull something crazy off. Here we go with Miami inbounding. I, get on that boss. You kidding me? He's on it. Yeah, I was gonna say he was backing up for a second. And Porter's going to take his timeout. We're calling it the timeout. Doug Elgin, Doug Elgin is on his feet right now. And a chance to show you that Ingram three. Another replay. That's just nice. Like you can see the defender was right there, but he got a chance to knock it down. But before that, I see Bill just get up actually too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm gone. You know how feels, right? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Ingram, Missouri Valley Conference Tournament MVP. That was a great shot. Final to defeat Illinois State. There's a photo. No team. Winners of We paid to get all the highlights. <laughs> talking about them as a potential sleeper and showing you why here. The Miami fans are despondent. Their tournament run has come to a quick, or about to come to a quick exit. Find a team more 
as complete a team as the Missouri Valley Conference has seen. And obviously, you get on this stage. These shots are always, like, the most awkward in sports because you never want to be that person. We've all seen them. We've seen crying, flute girl, and just everything. And never fails. You never want to be them. <laughs> but when you're on this side of it, you're just like, let feed me their tears. <laughs> <laughs> the, the craziest one is the next game with Tennessee when they cut back and forth between Sister Jean and then the little girl. Yes. That's that. Yeah, they're telling. There you go. There it is. Madness magic as the Ramblers from Loyola, Chicago, moving on to the second round. Their first NCAA tournament victory in 33 years. There you have it. The Ramblers win a game. First time in the tournament since 1985. Final thoughts, gentlemen? I don't want to keep you guys too long and any other commitments. This is this has been a fun watchback. We have to do another one of these sometime. But uh, what do you think? What's uh, lasting memories of the Final Four in the entire run, Bill? Uh, the final, the whole thing was, um, like I said, it was a blur. Um, but it's, it's certainly not lost on me, too, that... You know, a lot of people that were mentors to me in the business never have, still haven't had a chance to, to get to the Final Four with their teams that they cover. Um, so you do realize how fortunate, you know, that we were to experience that, especially at a mid-major school like Loyola. I mean, some of these guys that I work with are at, you know, Power Fives, and, and they've never been to a Final Four with their team. So that was one. And, and just one thing. Um, after the after the Miami game, I'll, I won't forget being on the bus on the way back to the hotel. And Chance the Rapper had tweeted at Dante. Uh, <laughs> so that was nuts. And then he was talking like he was going to come to practice uh, after we won uh, the Tennessee game. He was talking that he might be coming to practice during the week. We're like, what? What is going on? Like, that's when you're like, holy cow, this thing is totally taking off. And we're living in, a, in an altered uh, lifestyle right now. Barack Obama tweeted about us. Yeah, Obama tweeted. Yeah. No. <laughs> From Mark Adams to Chance the Rapper. Wow. <laughs> what do you think, Jeremiah? Uh, I mean, I think that Dante's shot in this run through and through was life-changing. Uh, I can't speak for them, but for me, um, I went from practically unknown designer to getting job offers left and right. And we were voted the best design in March Madness. Uh, so none of that's I, none of that's going to happen without Dante's shot, with, without Clay's shot, without Marcus's shot. Um, but I think through it all, though, is just the the friendship that I still have with these guys. Ryan. Yeah, I mean, kind of to echo what those guys are saying. Like, I guess I'm the outlier here. I'm the only loyal alum in this group. <laughs> Uh, I had a real like sense of pride. Yeah. They're, my, they're my team. They were my team and my alma mater. Uh, but I got to like, I mean, yeah, the Dante shot was amazing. And then Clay shot and then Marcus shot and the Kansas state game. Like you could just kind of list all the great accomplishments and the great moments. But like, I remember all that stuff, but what I'm probably gonna remember the most is the time I got to spend with these guys, like, and stand up till two 30 in the morning with Jeremiah <laughs> and watching Bob's burgers in hotel rooms. Cause we were both up doing work. And Bob's like, burgers was a lifesaver. Lifesaving, and like the number of times, like Bill and I were trading texts and emails about stuff, and like Austin, like I just like I mean Austin, you and I, like I remember still sitting on a patio in San Antonio with you, being like, we can have a parade at this time next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You had these like moments where you're like, wow, this is really happening right now. But like, yeah, at the end of the day, like I got to do it with this with three of the best people I know. 
Austin, you've seen a lot. You've, you're like the Valley guy here besides me <laughs> between your you and I run, and now you see a Final Four with Loyola. Yeah, I mean, that that's what everybody kept saying kind of during this time was just like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, not only for the team, but for, for you guys. So take those moments and just kind of kind of soak it in, take a breath, and then just, just really kind of kind of be present in it. Um, yeah, no, for a long time, I thought the coolest thing I'd ever see was you and I go to the Sweet 16, um, and then we kind of blew by the Sweet 16. So that was, <laughs> that was cool. Uh, but no, I mean, exactly what all these guys are saying. It's the... It sounds so cliche to say kind of the created by culture thing, but I think that's the best like motto that we had, especially during that time is just um, not only not only the team, the coaches, the fans, um, but but the support staff as well. We just um, we always kind of had that yes and mentality, like, let's go tackle it. Let's go do whatever. And um, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I think the one takeaway, of course, I've, I have not being there, but knowing who's there is that people from the outside looking in see a career in sports and they go, oh, you work in sports. You know, that's not a real job, but they don't know about the hours. They don't know about what you do. And it's not like the glamorous pay and the glamorous travel that people think of. But you guys know how to have a good time while doing it because you're not curing you know cancer here you're, you're working in sports so having fun while doing it and and realizing what you're doing makes makes a lot of sense so uh this has been fun to go back in time and, and relive it with uh you guys should go out and create some more memories so we can do another one or maybe we just do another tournament game sometime soon i don't know this is this is great so uh, really good ones to watch yeah yeah absolutely so <laughs> i appreciate you guys doing this this has been fun